Hi, I'm Bert Young, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you so much for joining us. It's the 200th episode of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with someone from the TV, movie, or music industry. Last week, Rayco Aylesworth joined us. Uh, an, an amazing amount of people downloaded because they just love the TV show. So uh, we, we appreciate you doing that. But this is episode 200, and we have as our guest... Bert Young, who played Polly in all the Rocky films. And, of course, he's done so much more. He's done The Pope of Greenwich Village and, and just uh, Chinatown and, and more and more. He's going to talk about all those things right here on On Screen and Beyond. We uh, thank him so much ahead of time because he, it's uh, so nice to have him here. And and he, there's so much more to Bert Young that you don't know about, or or maybe you do, but uh, you know a lot of people don't know a lot of the things they find out here at On Screen and Beyond. So uh, Bert's going to be talking about all sorts of stuff. I hope you're going to stick around for that. And we're going to get right into that. I also want to thank you for your emails and everything else that uh, you know, you've been sending us. If you have a suggestion, feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. You can send it to us, and we'll see what we can do about getting that person on. Or if you just want to say hi or, or comment on a show or whatever, we appreciate that. And uh, maybe sometimes what I'll do is on the website or on Facebook, I'll post a couple of the you know messages that people have uh, sent us, you know, uh, just, just so you can see it. So if you want to send something, go ahead and send it to us. And, of course, if you're on Facebook, you can leave a message there, too. So, anyways, 200 episodes. We've had uh, over 200 guests on On Screen and Beyond, and we've had some great ones, uh, Bob Barker and Robert Wagner and... And uh, just the list just goes on and on and on. And we just uh, are going to continue because we have a lineup coming up even past our 200th episode. We're constantly looking for more people. And I've just got off the phone the, uh, just a, like about an hour ago with uh, lining up a guest to come our way in a couple of weeks. So uh, uh hope you're going to keep listening. Uh, tell a friend, get more more people to listen to us, and uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, love having you here and love hearing from you. So, 200th episode. It is time to check out Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, well, Homeland's Damian Lewis has joined the cast of Romeo and Juliet, the remake uh, that is, that's coming out, so uh, we'll see how that works out. And Universal is currently in post-production for their remake of the remake of The Werewolf. All right? And RKO Pictures has a film in development called The Monkey's Paw. Now, is this a remake of the 1933 classic? So uh, we'll find out. It's about a severed monkey and people, you know, uh, severed severed monkey's paw i should say and um we'll see if it's a remake we'll keep you informed that's it for remake madness coming up next on on screen and beyond upcoming movies this episode is brought to you by fx's the veil starring elizabeth moss 
Ethics is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Upcoming movies. Well, Al Pacino, Christopher Walken, and Alan Arkin have signed up to be in the action comedy called Stand Up Guys. With a cast like that, how can it lose? And look for Russell Crowe and Will Smith to star in Winter's Tale. And Robert De Niro and Sigourney Weaver will star in Red Lights. Now, it's about a team of psychologists and physicists who set out to debunk phony psychics. Played by Robert De Niro. We'll see how that one works out. Sounds like a good film. That's it for upcoming movies. Next on On Screen to Beyond, we're going to take you down to Sequel City and find out what's coming away as far as sequels. <laughs> sequel City, well, this isn't a sequel, it's a prequel. But a prequel is in development for the Jackie Brown films set to star John Hawks and Yazin Bay. And Captain America 2 is now in the outline treatment stage, so it's still kind of early for that one. And the sequel to Tron Legacy has been optioned by Disney. That uh, We'll find out how long, just because they've optioned it doesn't mean they're going to make it right off. Uh, look how long it took to make uh, Tron Legacy between Tron and Tron Legacy is quite a while. So we'll see what happens with that. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we'll take a peek at what's coming away as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, pre-orders are being taken for the release of American Horror Story Season 1. Now, if you haven't seen American Horror Story, uh, it's a different kind of show. It's uh, scary. It's uh, different. Uh, it's got Jessica Lang in it. And you really got to watch it from the very beginning in order to understand it. Jumping in in the middle is like, you know, you don't know where you are. So uh, if you get a chance, though, check that one out. Also, pre-orders are being taken for the hit show Homeland Season 1. Now, no release date as of yet for either of these shows, but we'll keep you informed on that. And on March 13th, The Killing Season 1 will come to DVD and Blu-ray. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, what's coming away as far as movies on DVD. <laughs> movies on DVD. Well, one for the money with Catherine Hagel. Uh, lands on DVD and Blu-ray in May, and New Year's Eve with Holly Berry makes its way to stores in April, and you can also look for Steven Spielberg's War Horse in April. That is it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, our 200th episode brings you Burt Young. Pauly from the Rocky movies, and uh, he was in uh, Back to School with uh, Rodney Dangerfield and so many other films, great films, and he's going to be talking about all that stuff, and he's just, just a fantastic guy. He is also going to be honored on Saturday, February 11th at the California Independent Film Festival with a Lifetime Achievement Award. So if you are in the Bay Area and you can hop aboard and just take the the subway train, whatever you call it over there, and get up there to Moraga at the uh, the New Ream Theater, 
you can check it out. You can meet Bert. He's going to be there, and it's just going to be a great time. Every year I've gone, and it's just so much fun to, to be there, and, and you get to mingle and talk with these stars and everything. And uh, Bert Young is going to be there, so be sure to check that out if you get a chance. And Bert is next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. It's our 200th episode of On Screen and Beyond, and my guest is an actor who has been in such memorable films as Chinatown, Once Upon a Time in America, The Pope of Greenwich Village, Back to School, and Win Win. He is most known for his role as Polly, the brother-in-law of Rocky Balboa in the Rocky films, for which he was nominated for an Oscar. He is also a painter and on Saturday, February 11th, he will be honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award at the California Independent Film Festival. It's Bert Young. Bert, it is a pleasure to have you joining us on our 200th show. Hi, how do you do, sir? Seeing your films, you have done so many great films, one after another. Has it been uh, like a whirlwind for you, just being in such memorable films? No, no. Uh, I, I want more. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I truly live uh, the highest is when I'm when I'm working with others. I truly have a a very good day. When you were just a young pup, <laughs> yeah. was it your objective to become an actor, or is that something that just came its way along the way? No, no, really, that, that was uh, two very corny uh, 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 a career choice when when I was a kid. I was a uh, a Marine when I was 15 and a half, and I uh, I was in every every business uh, that didn't need an inventory, and uh, I started acting really by a, by some good fortune at about 28, 29 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, were you uh, inspired by any actors while you were growing up? Oh, sure. Sure, I there was an old timer I never met, and uh, I wasn't I wasn't performing at that time. But uh, Charles Lawton, ah, that yes. English fella, yeah, I used to watch this fella in, in his earlier works and his later works. He would use props, he would use things here, and uh, that was way before we what we call the method. And he he was just uh, he became alive from. Uh, from the Hunchback of Notre Dame to Kane mm. Mutiny to just about everything he did. Oh, yeah. He was inspirational for me. Yeah. Is it true that you were a boxer at one time? Yes. Yes, you... I boxed. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I still am, just like I'm still a Marine. Uh, a little saggy, but yeah. <laughs> I had uh, 30-something amateur fights, and I had 17 pro fights. But it never was a career. It was just... Uh, sort of, I, I sort of used it to uh, make myself feel worthy of of the sidewalk. You know, when I was feeling uh, nowhere and uh, and not complete, I'd book a couple of fights, and I was very good. And uh, I'd shape up and get a little scared, and then I could live another six months without too many headaches. Where were you boxing? Everywhere, upstate. In New York, yeah. I fought in Massachusetts. I, I fought in uh, New York, Long Island. Yeah. Uh, but there were 
I, I don't even like to uh, have a serious intent because I, uh, I was good and I used it, but I never was looking for a title or I just happened to be good and I could get a fight any time I wished. Yeah. Was that before going into the surface or at the same time? Uh, I had a, a first professional fight when I was 15. They thought I was older. And then I went in the Marines and I had the bulk of my amateur fights in the Marine Corps. Uh, that kept me marching. And uh, when I came back, uh, I was married very young, I was 19. And I picked up a fight here as a professional all, all the way down when I felt I needed some some corset on my own feelings. Years later, you would be in one of the greatest boxing films that was ever made? Yeah, it was quite quite beautiful. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was part of a bowling alley out, out here in, in College Point in New York, and uh, I had worked for the producers before. I was sort of maybe an actor's actor, a little noted by the people in the business. And I was the only fellow that, or girl that didn't audition. And I read the script, and uh, it was so pretty, the street prose, the cleanliness of it, the, the half-characterization uh, of the, uh, a man and woman standing up. It was lovely. I knew it was a lovely story. Hmm. What was it like being on Rocky? When you read the script, did you know right then and there that that was a film that you wanted to do? Was there any doubt in your mind? None, none at all. Uh, I didn't know what a what a smash breakthrough was in those days. Right. Yeah. But no. uh, but I knew this was a a very handsome piece of work. Yeah. And I and I and I really and the producers were friends of mine. And uh, I hadn't met Stallone yet, but I knew I I must do this movie. It was just a a gorgeous piece, and it really. You know, it, it, well, of course it was a fight movie, mm -hmm. but it really was a man and a woman, two half people standing up and becoming one person, and that's what really drove me to it. Did the boxing part draw you a little bit too? Did that uh, really? Oh have yeah, a... oh yeah, I, 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 I enjoy that. That's an art form of my own, and uh, mm -hmm. Stallone is a frustrated fighter. He was, he would love to. Uh, jump in the ring, and he has uh, here and there. But no, uh, of course it drew me. It was wonderful. Yeah. Now this wasn't a huge budget film, was it? When it was made? No. Yeah. It was tiny. Yeah. But, but, but uh, the truth is, we had two wonderful producers, Chardoff, uh, Robert Chardoff, and uh, Winkler, Erwin Winkler, and. Uh, Gene Kirkwood was the youngster that brought the project to them. And uh, they fought for it. Even they, we had a little less than a million dollar budget. And it, the fight never stopped. It's, it, it's, they fought to get it, get the budget. They fought, I think, Irwin put up his house to, to guarantee the mortgage. And then after it was shot, and it was beautiful. The studio didn't wish to release it because it was up against Network, really? one of its own uh, fellow films. And they didn't want to 
the network cost $13 million, ours cost $900,000. <laughs> and so they didn't want to knock off their own expensive project. So Stallone and the producers kept kept fighting, showing screenings to the people in the business. It never stopped. And the fight didn't stop at all. From the first day Stallone put the pages together to to the end for Best Picture. Now, back then, did the film get put out immediately after it was made, or did it have to go through, like, the festival circuit before it actually got into theaters? No, I don't believe. I, there's many things I, I really don't know about. Yeah. But I don't think it went through festivals, no. Yeah. The festivals were really uh, start-up things at those, in those days. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the festivals were around and hateful, helpful to individual work at that period. Right, yeah. 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 Was uh, it? Yes, they had a struggle to, to make the, to get a substantial uh, release. Yeah. Now, as far as the film, because it was a, a fairly low budget, was it a fast schedule as far as filming compared to the other Rocky films? Yeah, it was wonderful. Just like I like it, it was wonderful. We... We didn't have room for too much error. We didn't have uh, room for much doubt. Uh, uh, we shot fast, which uh, Sylvester loves and I love. And uh, we did it under under 30 days, I think 27, 28 days. Wow. That is fast. <laughs> and that's with from L.A. to Philadelphia, back and forth. And the cast in that film, you all played your parts. I just can't imagine anybody else doing those roles. Yeah, they, they did a wonderful job. Again, that's Stallone's writing, and he always had a finger in the thing. He could not sit down. He, he was the most jumpy guy. He was from the first day on. And, uh, and the producers and the people that picked the cast... They were without error. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, brilliant. Tyre Shire is more than brilliant. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fellow that played uh, uh, Apollo, right. uh, Carl Weathers. Yes. Oh, my God. He should have been nominated for an Academy Award. He, he was a splendid. Did you know any of them before? Had you worked with any of them? Mm-hmm. No. No? No, I, I didn't at all. In fact, I, I, my agent then was William Morris, and uh, I had never met Stallone. And I had read the script when I was back in New York, but now I was doing a project. I was in California sitting at the commissary, and uh, this young guy comes and kneels by my table. He says, Mr. Young, he says, I'm Sylvester Stallone. I wrote Rocky. I said, oh, sure, you did great, kid. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. He says, you got to do it. you got to do it, because the agent was twisting their arms to get a, to get a couple of dollars more. Mm-hmm. And I said, shh, I'm going to do it. It's brilliant work. But shh, let me twist their arm a little bit. <laughs> and he put a big pumpkin smile on his face. <laughs> and that's the first time I met him. It must have been like his baby, that you know he wanted it to be perfect, I'm sure. Oh, it was. It was and is his baby, yes. Yeah. Yes. And you have to see him on in the last Rocky, Rocky Balboa, directing, producing. I mean, he was a, a whirlwind. He was just a, a force of, 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 of action. Uh, I was proud to 
I've tried to hang around with them. It was wonderful. Yeah, well, so people love the underdog story, and I mean, let's face it, Rocky was the underdog story, and and everybody in the cast was, you know, we were rooting for everybody on that. <laughs> yeah, they were great. I had a great uh, rapport with Burgess. Burgess was uh, a poet, a, the most lively uh, young man you could work with. He was a pleasure. Everybody. Yeah. Talia went on to do a movie that I wrote with me called Daddy, I Don't Like It Like This. She played my wife. We shot here in New York, mm-hmm. and she was magnificent. I, I, I think she was a, one of the best works. We'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Were you surprised when they wanted to make a sequel to to Rocky? Yes. Yes, I had no... I was on to do another movie I had written. I was a trumpet player. And I I just didn't really want to be part of an ensemble group. You know, I didn't... And I had told Sylvester, I said, if you can, just... uh, write me out, but if you need me, if there's a problem, just pick up the phone. I'm your friend. And that's exactly how we went on to the second one. That's why the second movie, The Rocky, I'm, I'm thin. I'm a different persona than the first one because I was training and shaping up for my own project. Oh. It, it, it wouldn't have been the same if you hadn't been in it, to be honest. <laughs> no, I'm glad. and I, I'm glad he called me, and I'm glad that that I, I stayed around for yeah. sure. What about the other sequels? Did, I mean, did it just seem like they just were? They kept coming and coming. Uh, did you? <laughs> well, you see, he, no, we never planned on it. Up to my knowledge, mm-hmm. we never planned on it. Who knows what it was? But he he wrote exquisitely. Like Rocky Three had a elements of honesty and sweetness. Four had almost a MTN type of timing pace. He was looking at Russia, Gorbachev. He right. actually had the guy with a, the actor with a, a, a blood thing on his forehead. I mean, this was way before. Mm-hmm. His, his, his mind was, he was around the corner ahead of Sylvester was. Yeah, jeez. Very, very, very intelligent guy. Now, with Rocky Balboa, it's said to be the final and everything of all the Rocky films. Do you think there might be some chance that Sylvester will say, I'm going to write another one? And if they did, would you do it? I, I certainly would. I mean, that's become part of mine and my family's life. Uh, I've done over 135 movies, I think. Right, yeah. But, uh, but uh, Rocky and the people that we, we sort of touched uh, continues and continues. I just visited my girlfriend's, uh, who uh, my girlfriend's children, one is in the seventh grade, the other is in the kindergarten. I visited the elementary school and then the high school out in Long Island. 
And the kids were so responsive. Oh, I'm sure. I'm talking about youngsters, babies. Yeah. Uh, I paint also, and so that was, the kids are familiar with my paint. I'm pretty successful with uh, with having my work looked at. But, yeah, uh, the children uh, are with it. Well, the thing about the Rocky film, it is a film that everybody can see. A lot of times they make movies now that you know you, you don't want the kids to see and things like that. But Rocky is a film that it's it's just a good film for everybody. Yes, yes, I uh, I I remember watching the rough cut of the first one, and that's like thirty something years ago. What's was what's, what's wonderfully crazy is that the fifth one I wasn't. Too uh, excited about mm-hmm. how it was done, how we all didn't participate really, yeah. and and I sort of put closure on that, that the whole the sequence of film, and then 17, 18 years later, they tell me he wrote a script. He calls me up. He wants me to read it. It was turned down by the studio, but he wrote another copy and he said, Bert, if Whatever you tell me, I'll, I'll I'll listen to. So I read the script of Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. and it was brilliant. It was beautiful. It had the same clarity as the first one. And I said, Sylvester, we have to do this. And we went and did it. Yeah, yeah. So that one had the feel of the first one. That yes, it certainly did. It was. Uh, we, we 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 lost uh, my dear friend Talia mm-hmm. in yeah. the movie version. Right. Yeah. Because we wanted to have something to cover the. The missing years mm-hmm. of uh, uh, to show history going by chronologically, and uh, it was a loss to us all in the film. But for the audience, it, we started them someplace, you know, at the graveyard, really, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a good decision. A lot of films claim that people end up cheering at the end of it, uh, uh, you know, when they do their promos and things like that. But Rocky really was a film that people would end up, stand up and cheer in a theater because it, it was just a film that, it meant something to everybody. Yeah. yeah. There's just quite a, uh, not many. I, I, I did a play called Cuckoo's Nest that had the same uh, ball game ending mm-hmm. with people cheering. Yeah. It's an escape from the insane asylum. And I think that Chariots of Fire Mm-hmm. was another uh, awesome type of ending yeah. where people went on and on, you know. Yeah. yeah. Now, besides the Rocky films, like you said, you've done hundreds of films. Of all the films you've done, is there one or two that you're most proud of besides Rockies? Yeah, sure. Uh, I remember early on I did a, a small thing in Chinatown mm-hmm. with yes. Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway. And... Uh, Roman Polanski was is the director of that, and uh, I had I always had my own ideas, and uh, and he was doing like twenty, thirty takes with Jack and with Fay. I didn't understand. I didn't see any changes with the with the take wow. from one to the other. And I came and I told Roman quietly. I was the, one of the smallest participants in the show in the movie, and I said to Roman, I says. Uh, I think I might be. I just uh, I might uh, break down here in this beginning. 
I, I might go by the window. He said, no, 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 no. He just said that. So I, I didn't argue with him, but I did what I wished. And he, he looks at the cinematographer, Hexel Wexler, and he says, no, no, that wasn't the photographer. I should take that back. There was a fellow that died recently, a good man. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, he said, he looked at him, he says, do we need more? And he goes, nope. And the cinematographer said, and that was it. Huh. Uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I, my own opinion had uh, had merit in a, in a, a very uh, expensive movie. A very. Uh, uh, I enjoyed working with the, uh, Robert Blake on some at the Berettas. I did three of them. I, I wrote a couple of them. I uh, different complete characters. Uh, it was a one-hour show. And uh, I loved it because we had to shoot fast in five, six days. We had to do the whole work, which I love. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's many reasons uh, my own movie when I, I, I write a script. And I, you know, when you write, uh, when you write, you feel, and when it's done and you dot the eye, you feel bright. When you act, you feel sort of emotionally satisfied if you're honest. And so it's a different parameter of the same ball game. I love it all. Yeah, yeah. I've shot things in India. I've shot things in Africa. I've shot wow. just about every place. Yeah. I've talked with a lot of different actors, and some of them like to watch their films after they're done and others don't want to see their films. So where do you fall in that category? Do you mind seeing yourself up on the screen? Yeah, I do sometimes until it's, until it's history. Because uh, sometimes I get so involved in the, in the performance, I, I, I'm too open, too raw when I look at myself. I, I feel too exposed. And I, I feel awful. Awfully awkward sometimes. Hmm. Yeah. Do you remember your first TV or movie role? Do you do you yeah. remember what it was? Yeah, the uh, first TV was a commercial for Urban Coalition. I was a contractor selling some human resources for the city or something. Mm -hmm. And the, the first uh, movie was a thing called. Carnival of Blood. It was a, I was a gimpy monster in Rockaway Playland. I had a hump on my back. And uh, I was like the red heroine. It was a two-week shoot. Of, uh, I think I had to chase the producer for a couple of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and he reissued it after we all got some attention mm. uh, with my right name, Bert Young. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that happens quite a bit when 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 somebody's in a big film that they put out the uh, some of the older stuff. Looking back at at that film, how do you think you did in that? You know, now the years. Of... <laughs> I I tried. <laughs> I tried. I remember I I put a strap around my neck and between my legs because I felt this guy would be hunched back, mm -hmm. bent over. And I wanted to be reminded of my, my stance and my hump. And so I went through the two weeks with a rash between my legs. <laughs> so I don't, 
I don't know if that was helpful or what, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> now, that, that's really being dedicated to your work. <laughs> well, that I am. <laughs> oh, geez. Now, what about working on Back to School? Now, that's a comedy. That's a little different than some of the other films you did uh, with Rod yeah. Naturefield. How was that film? It was, it was, I, I really almost begged to do it because I wanted to work with him. Mm-hmm. He was such a funny, goofy guy. Yeah. And uh, and I was very pleased with that. We had a, a wonderful director. Uh, Harold Ramos was the, the writer. And uh, we had a director. I, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Very exciting. I still remember his triple Lindy. <laughs> Bing, bang, on the diving board. Yeah. That was quite funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In fact, Sally Kellerman has been a guest on our show. We've had her on. And she talked about uh, back to school. Oh, she was a classy lady. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, another film that that you did a fantastic job in was The Pope of Greenwich Village, yeah. and you worked with a young Eric Roberts and a young Mickey Rourke. Uh, yeah. Could you see that those two people were going to be big movie stars at some point? Yes. I did. Uh, that that movie was uh, had uh, problems, you know. It was uh, Frankie Blondes was the head of the studio at that time, very decent man, and uh, it was his baby. It was uh, and it was going to be. It was really slated to be performed by Jimmy Kahn and Al Pacino and myself oh. in the three different positions, and. Uh, Month by month, these two fellows were having little fights creatively, financially, about who's getting what. So the movie was put on hold. And a month later, they hired Eric Roberts and, and uh, Mickey Roth. And Frankie Bond says, look, you got to pull your belt in this time, but we'll, we'll catch up with you. I, I really wish to... He was leaving the studio. I really want this movie done. And that's how that came about. Mm, yeah. And they did uh, wonderful. It would have been a different movie, a, a, a different complexion with the other two fellows. Right, yeah. But it was in, in, they did a classic piece of work. Oh, yeah. In your career, uh, like you said, you've done hundreds of movies. Now, have there ever, ever been a role that you've been offered that you refused, you know, you just didn't want to do it or you couldn't do it or anything, but it became a hit later on? Was there anything like that that ever happened? Yeah, more than once, but I really don't like to refuse many things. In fact, I've done two, three movies at the same time uh, without the studios knowing about it. Oh, wow. I, I'm just, I can't help myself. <laughs> I don't want to miss out on anything. I don't mean financially. I just love the action. Right, it. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a bad hermit. I'm a hermit, but I'm a bad hermit. I like activity. I like action around me. Uh, there was a, a fairly recently, let's see, a movie. Uh, there was a, uh, let me try to think of the name. It was with the, uh, De Niro, Easy, easy, uh, easy fellow. Uh, what the hell? Um, not wise guys. They changed the name. It was called 
good guys or something, good fellas. Good fellas. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, Scorsese had come to me with that, uh, but I, and it was written by a. You know, I'm pretty uh, street knowledge. It was written by a guy that went bad with narcotics, and it was written. He squealed on his uh, uh, godfather, mm-hmm. uh, his uncle, his stepfather, really. And I just didn't feel like uh, making any kind of income for a, a guy that was so skinny, and I turned it down. Uh-huh. And my friends criticized me, says, what's the matter with you? Everybody knows how you are and how, how loyal and how you stand. But I just didn't feel it. And there's been a few things like that. Hmm. Yeah. As far as your painting, you mentioned it earlier that you've done quite well with that. How long have you been painting? When did you start? Long time. I, when I was a kid, at first, I about 11, 12 years old, I won a New York uh, contest, Department of Parks, and I, they gave me an easel and some paints. And that was the first uh, sort of a, a, a announcement that I, I could or I could be received a little bit. But I, at different levels of passion, depends on what I'm doing. If I'm writing a screenplay, if I'm uh, forming something that's hard or uh, needing, needing an endurance, I might uh, slow down on, on the other art form. Mm-hmm. But it's always around. Are there any painters or styles that inspire you to paint? Well, sure, there's wonderful people, but... Uh, I'm scared to study them. I, uh, I'll get, uh, I'll, I'll become a coward. <laughs> you know, so I, uh, I guess there's beautiful people. There's Renoir, there's Van Gogh, there's wonderful people. I, I'm not too studied. I'm, I'm color oriented. Uh, it could be injustice that I, I'll, I'll, I'll be speaking too on the canvas, or, or I might just feel green. And I'll start with that and let the canvas speak to me as I go. Mm-hmm. And I'm quick, and it's much emotion when I work. How long does it take you to do a painting? Uh, some have taken me a couple of weeks, but mostly a day or two. Yeah, yeah. But I don't sleep when I, when I get crazy. Oh, really? Nah, I just go. Just don't stop? <laughs> no, nah, I can't. And if I try to lay down, I'll be thinking, and I walk past the canvas... I'll be touching it again. I'll try to withdraw. I'll walk by it again. Yeah. I'm a nut job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I noticed I was looking at your website, and uh, you, you do use a lot of color. You tend uh, Your pictures are nice and bright and, and, yeah. and, and very colorful. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, do. And I, 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 I enjoy color. And just so people know that uh, they can go to your website, and it's Burt Young Art and films.com yeah, thank you and yeah. they they can check out your paintings because they, they're beautiful paintings yeah thank you so much I, uh, I, I'm pleased you know because uh, in this business whether you're writing or you're acting uh, on stage you know there's always there's so much of a, uh, you, you need other voices to say yes or no mm-hmm. whether it's editing your work or editing your your storyline or getting someone to produce it. It's always a, a family affair. Right. But when you paint, hey, that with everybody. You're right. <laughs> what, the worst they could do is tear up the canvas. 
but they got to buy it first. <laughs> <laughs> and you charge them dearly if they're going to do that. <laughs> I do, I do. I do. I've had exhibits at the major museum out here, and I've had exhibits in Canada and Hawaii. and uh, Yeah, I'm, uh, before I croak, I might even sell a few more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> well, Bert, I, I'd like to finish up with two questions that's going to take us away from your acting, your painting, and, and all of the other things you've done, and a little more personable. Okay. Um, as far as when you just want to relax and watch TV, what are your favorite TV shows to watch, either now or in the past? Uh, what are your favorite TV shows? Let me, let me think a minute. Um, favorite TV shows. Right now... Uh, I like that uh, uh, the Blue Shield. Is that it with Tom Selnick? Oh, oh, Tom, uh, Blue Bloods. Blue Blood. Yes. I enjoy that. I'll, I'll try to make time to go and sit down and watch it. Mm -hmm. I enjoy him. I enjoy the whole cast. They're very sharp. But they're very nice. Yeah. And the storyline is pretty damn good most of the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like the, I, the... There's many things I like. Right, yeah. I don't like much of the reality stuff. I really don't know it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, like, I don't understand that as entertainment, you know. Yeah. For me. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. The the, the, the crabby ladies crabbing at each other, I don't get into that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, 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 I like someone that uh, works at a craft, and uh, I remember I had to, uh, well, I... Other things that there's, there's, I like the funny videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where they show all the mistakes people make. Yeah. I yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> I get a kick out of that when I'm around. It makes me laugh usually. Yeah. But there's, I, I like most than not. I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, but then when you, you turn on a movie, like say, a Turner Classic, I, in, I totally enjoy it. The, the age difference in the time, especially black and white films, I enjoy them quite a bit. Well, that that was my next question. What's your favorite movies of all time? Oh, uh, I would say with uh, Humphrey Bogart uh, and uh, Catherine Hepburn and African Queen, mm -hmm. and then Humphrey again in Casablanca. Yeah, yeah, classics. Uh, and uh, one of my great darling movies is The Quiet Man. Yes. John, John Wayne, Wayne and Mar Marina Sullivan was. Yep, yep. I mean, that, and that crazy fighter that, uh, uh, that uh, they had a fight up and down Ireland. Yes, yep. Uh, what, what's his name? Wow, he was great. Wonderful. Yeah. I remember, I know who you mean, yeah. 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 See, there's a boxing, sort of a boxing film that you, <laughs> back yeah. to your boxing roots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Bert, I appreciate you doing this, and I want to remind everybody that on Saturday, February 11th, at the California Independent Film Festival at the New Ream Theater, they're going to be showing Rocky, and you'll be there to receive the Lifetime Achievement Award, which uh, you definitely deserve. There's no question about that. Thank you. Thank them all. The thing is, even though it's a Lifetime Achievement, I still expect much more from you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm not quitting. That's right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> thank Bert, you. Thank you very much this for joining was, you us. You were very nice to me. Thank you. And uh, it was a pleasure talking to you.
Bert Young. Some great stories from Bert, and it was so much fun to talk to him. I hope you enjoyed that episode of On Screen and Beyond. If you get a chance, he's going to be honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award at the California Independent Film Festival on Saturday, February 11th in Moraga, California. And uh, that's right uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area, a little, you know, out in the, uh, the outskirts there. And uh, if you get a chance to go to the New Ream Theater, be sure to be there and check it out. You get to talk with him. He's a great guy and uh, a lot of fun to uh, be around, and you can uh, meet him. He's, he's just so nice. And uh, let's see. That is it for the 200th episode of On Screen and Beyond. And I want to thank everybody for... Uh, who has been guests on the show over the last 200 episodes and also the last five years. And we are not stopping now. We've got plenty more of great episodes coming your way with some great guests. And like I said, I, I'm so excited because uh, I just got off the phone uh, getting somebody else to be on the show in a couple of weeks. So uh, we've just got some great stuff coming your way. So I hope you're going to join us each week. Tell a friend. Like us on Facebook. Email us if you've got a suggestion at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and um, all that stuff. So <laughs> anyways, I want to thank you all for uh, being around and joining us each week here. A lot of you listen each week, and I appreciate it very much. Um, tell a friend and those of you that are listening to uh, different episodes, we appreciate you being here too. It's just, just a lot of fun to do this and love talking with these people. I hope you're enjoying the talks that we have with them, and we've got many, 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 many more coming your way. So I hope you're going to join us each week here at On Screen and Beyond. So that's a wrap for this week. Until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Mm-hmm.